0: Yo, today's QOD is, if you want greater speed, use your finger while you read. Here we go. quote of the day show. I'm your host Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. I hope you are as excited about today's episode as I am because what you're about to learn is so cool. My main man, Jim Quick, is about to show you how to increase your reading speed by at least 25% and possibly even double it, doing something very simple. He's also gonna show you a few obstacles to effective reading that you've probably been doing your whole life and just didn't know it. I'm
1: super excited about this. I'm gonna stop talking, I'm gonna let Jim do his thing. Here's Jim. I'm gonna show you a hack that'll improve your reading speed, 25, 50%. Some of you, will be 100%. You'll double your reading speed. Right? Raise your hand if you want to be able to do that right now. What are the rest? The rest of you don't want to learn how to be able to read faster? So here's, here's the thing. There are a number of things that keep you reading slow. I'm going to tell you what a couple of them are. And I'm going to give you one solution, all right? And then you can subscribe to a podcast and listen to more of them. But here's what you want to do, what you do. No, no, because in terms of time. Like, I want to be able to be respectful of your time. So here's, here's what it is. There are a few obstacles to effective reading. Right? There's two parts to reading. There's reading speed, and there's reading what? Comprehension. Comprehension. And it doesn't make sense to have one without the other. Is that true? Now, traditional speed reading will teach you to skim, scan, skip words, get the gist of what you read. Now, my, my clients run countries and companies, and, and they're doctors. They're like, like, you don't want your doctor to get the gist of what she's reading. <laughs> I promise, promise you that. Right? And so there are some things that keep you from reading better. Right? There's two speeds. There's, there's, there's two things. Speed and comprehension. So one of them, obstacle effective reading, is lack of education. Right? Are, let me ask you a simple question. Are you born with the ability to read? No. No. Nobody was born and started like, reading magazines in the, in the waiting room. Right? You're taught. But let me ask you a question. When's the last time you were taught how to read? When's the last time you took a class called reading? Not, not a college lit class, a class called reading. How old were you? Seven years old, six, seven years old? Let me ask you a question. Has the difficulty and the demand increased a little bit since you were seven? Yes. A little bit or a lot? Is it fair to say you're still reading it the same way you learned it? Yes, that's the problem, all right? So the second obstacle effect of reading, and I'll bring this up because you brought it up, is lack of focus. Lack of focus is a big one, right? How many people you can't concentrate on what you need to read? Big problem because you're wired for distraction. Here's, here's a lie or a myth that's being spread around, a rumor, if you will. And I think this is a rumor being spread around by really slow readers. Um, it's this: if I ask you to read faster, what do you think will happen to your comprehension? You think it'll go down, right? Now, in actuality, it'll go up. You now, see, if we have so we publish online. We publish an online speed reading course, memory course, academic success program, like how to study, right? Uh, focus program. And so we have students in over 180 countries. So we have a lot of data. And we found that the fastest readers actually have the best comprehension. Do you know why? Because they have the best focus. Watch this. Like, your brain is this incredible supercomputer, it is magnificent, right? But when you read, you feed this supercomputer one word at a time. Metaphorically, you're starving your mind. And if here's the thing. If you don't give your brain the stimulus it needs, it'll seek entertainment elsewhere in the form of distraction. Does that make sense? You're reading so slow that you're not stimulating your brain enough, so it's seeking entertainment elsewhere in the form of mind wandering. Right? Watch this. If you're driving, going 15, 20 miles an hour, are you really focused, honestly, on the act of driving? No, right? What are you doing? Everything else, right? Like I saw somebody the other day putting makeup on and shaving and reading a newspaper. Like, you could be thinking about the dry You could be thinking about eight different things, having conversations, trying to tech. You could be doing five things when you're going slow, right? But let's say you're racing cars, and you're doing straightaways, 200 miles an hour, right? Do you have more or less focus? A little bit or a lot? Are you thinking about like, what you're doing Saturday and trying to text? and t- No, what are you doing? What's your focus? On exactly what's in front of you. Right? Same thing with reading. People who read faster tend to have better comprehension because they're not distracted, because they're fulfilling their, their need, their entertainment, if you will. right? Because when I started to speak slow, what did your mind naturally start to do? Wander. You start thinking of other things. You start getting easily distracted. If I kept on talking like that, you would fall asleep. Tell me those aren't the same exact symptoms you have when you're reading. Your mind wanders, you get distracted, you fall asleep. right? How many, actually, how many people actually use reading as a sedative? Like you use it to fall asleep. You have like a token book by your bed that you've been reading for like an embarrassing long period of time. Remember, information combined with what? Emotion becomes a long-term memory. If you're connecting sleeping with reading, that's the wrong association. Do you get that? All right, so here's the thing. I'm gonna teach you how to hack your reading, but if you believe, remember all behavior is belief-driven, that, you're, that if you read fast, your comprehension will go down, you're not gonna do it. Does that make sense? But I'll show you the third obstacle to effective reading. This is the big one. This really is the third obstacle to effective reading, and it's not focus. It's called sub-vocalization. Sub-vocalization. What is it, right? What's sub-vocalization? Speaking. How many people notice When you're reading something, you hear that inner voice inside your head. You hear that inner voice when you're reading? Hopefully it's your own voice. It's not like somebody else's voice. The reason why it keeps you reading slow is if you have to say all the words in order to understand them, you could only read as fast as you could speak. Is that crazy? That means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed and not your thinking speed. Isn't that nuts? But here's a question. Do you have to pronounce words like New York City or computer to understand what those things are? No, no more than you would have to pronounce a stop sign when you see a stop sign on the side of the road. But do you comprehend it exactly? You understand it, right? No more than you would have to pronounce punctuation marks, like comma, exclamation mark, question marks. You don't have to pronounce those things. So why are you pronouncing and, there, because, this, that? You don't have to say it or understand it. And the best readers, they don't do that. Let me give you one hack to be able to overcome some of these obstacles. One of them is using a visual pacer when you read. A visual pacer is a pen, a highlighter, a mouse on a computer, your finger while you read. Here's what you want to remember. If you want greater speed, use your finger while you read. If you time yourself to read 60 seconds, count the number of lines you read in a book, time yourself to read using your finger, just underlining, not skipping anything, or just underlining the words, 60 seconds, count the number of lines the second time, That second number will be a lift of 25 50%. Some of you, 100%. Now, let me tell you why. Because as adults, you want to know why certain things are the way that they are. Number one, children do it. All children use their finger while they read until they're taught not to. Secondly, you do it. You're like, Jim, I don't use my finger when I read. When I ask you to count the number of lines when you read, what will 100% of you do? One, two, three, four, five. You use a visual pacer. Third reason you use your finger while you read, is because your eyes are attracted to motion, right? That, it, that if something ran across this room, you wouldn't look at me, because as a hunter-gatherer, you need to pay attention to what moves in your environment. You're, you're a hunter-gatherer in a bush, and you're hunting lunch, right? A rabbit or carrot, whatever your, your diet is. If the, book, if the bush next to you moves, you have to look at what moves, because it's your survival, right? Number one, it could be lunch, number two, you could be lunch, right? You have to look at what moves, right? So when your finger is going through the page, your attention's being pulled through the information as opposed to your attention being pulled apart. But the fourth reason you use your finger while you read is because it's how your neurology is set up, your nervous system, right? Your brain, your spine, your senses, certain senses work really closely together. So for example, um, have you ever tasted a great piece of fruit? Like not something that's been waxed and sprayed in the supermarket, but like something that right off the vine, right from the farmer's market, have you ever tasted a great tasting peach before? Now in actuality, you're not tasting that peach. In actuality, you're smelling the peach. But your sense of smell and taste are so closely linked that your mind doesn't know the difference. You know the difference when you're sick, because when you can't breathe out of your nose, what does food taste like? Nothing, it tastes bland, right? Just as your sense of smell and taste are so closely linked, so is your sense of sight and your sense of touch. If there was a toddler right here, and I take out my keys. I said, look at my keys, look at my keys, look at my keys. What's the child going to do? Show me. Reach out and touch. Because in order to see, he or she needs to feel like he, they're touching it, right? When people read with their finger, they tell me all the time. They feel more in touch with their reading. Let me Another example. If somebody loses their sense of sight, how do they read? Braille, right? Touch. You use your finger while you read. If you're on greater speed, use your finger while you read. All right, friends, that was
0: Jim Quick giving you some of those speed reading tips. His website is jimquick.com. When you go to Jim's website, you can get yourself a free three-part brain training series taught by Jim himself. He's going to show you how to learn faster and also how to develop one of the most important skills ever. He's going to show you how to remember people's names. That's huge. I've taken several of Jim's courses and, gosh, what was this, maybe six, seven years ago, I met a friend for lunch downtown San Diego, and he had invited his entire company staff. And so we're sitting at this table, and I just met all these people from his company. So we're sitting at this table, and a friend of mine showed up maybe, gosh, 10, 15 minutes late. And so I said, hey, guys, this is Sarah. And I said, Sarah, this is, and I go all the way around the table. 12 to 13 people. This is such and such, and this is such and such, and this is such and such, and this is such and such. such such. I go all the way around. When I get to the last person, they all look at me and they go, How did you do that? How did you remember everybody's name? You just met us. I go, Yeah, because I just took this course. It was called Quick Recall, I believe it was called. And it showed me how to use association to remember people's names. And so it is a remarkable skill to have. I'll bump into people I haven't seen in a year. Like I met them a year ago, you know, out and about. And I'll be like, hey, what's up? And I'll tell them their name and they'll be like, oh my God, how do you remember my name? I have to tell them my name because they don't remember it. and they'll be like oh my gosh how do you do that and so um, again go to Jim's website learn that skill it is so darn important it just really avoids a lot of awkward you know situations in life so again that's jimquick.com if you want to watch today's entire talk go to youtube and look up jimquick quick learning 2018 and that is it for me I'm going to see you tomorrow Greg Braden is talking about your beliefs this is a really good one I will see you then I'm and out, peace.